13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones. There are, you know, lots of us. What makes us unique is our experiences, um, what we've been through, our memories, and also the way our brains work to some extent, because there are people out there whose brains work quite differently. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fun Kids Meets. This is the podcast where we bring you excellent, interesting, and amazing people. And here to tell us about who he's met this week is Dan. Welcome along, Dan. Thank you very much for having me again, Sean. Delighted to chat to you about a TV genius who's got maybe the best hair I've seen. Now, usually when Dan's on Fun Kids Meets, it is usually a hero from the world of science. Is that the case this week? Yeah, dipping into the the world of science. So recently I spoke to Dr. Ranch. Who is an excellent person. And I I, I need to vouch for this because uh, I, uh, I, I used to edit his podcast and he's just so knowledgeable and explains things so clearly he's one of the best ones he is it's it's such a challenge to know these things i mean that's really hard work but then to talk about them big concepts in a way that we can understand i mean that's almost even harder and as i say he's got a fantastic looking quiff and he's got a brand new book out which is called brain power uh because we know you know what a brain looks like, right? Yeah. Squidgy, a little bit slimy, mostly grey. But oh, it's so hard to understand what's actually going on because everything that you feel, everything that you see, everything that you hear, everything that you taste, everything that you, you know, if you hate, if you love, if you're angry, if you're sad, it all comes from like that round thing that's in your head. It's just amazing the way everything works. And who better to explain something that complicated than Dr. Ranch? There you go. That's what's happening in the brand new book. Because we know, so Sean, we know about 5% of what's in the ocean, right? The big seas all around the world. We really don't know what's going on there. Yeah. And almost at times, it feels like we know even less about what's happening in the brain. But there are so many different things that your brain can do, maybe... Uh, maybe you're neurodivergent or something, so you think in a different way. And you're wondering, hmm, maybe that makes me different, but also it makes you really unique. And that's what this book's about. It's about why your brain can be a bit uh, a bit different to other people's, but also why that can make you incredible, why it makes you unique too. And I think understanding the brain is the most important thing in the entire world because then it helps you just understand the world around you when you understand how, how your brain is functioning. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what Dr. Range has got to say. So our interesting and excellent person that we're bringing to you this week 
It's probably in one of the top five most interesting people that we're going to bring you on this podcast. It is the legend that is Dr. Ranj. We've got a very special guest on the show right now. Uh, a doctor from the telly whose brand new book, Brain Power, wants to help you understand what's really going on inside your mind. Dr. Ranj, thank you so much for being there. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. I'm up for some mind-bending mind chat. Uh, (laughs) How much do we really know about what the brains are actually capable of? There's so much talk about we only know 5% of what's in the ocean. How much do we know about what's happening inside your brain? Um, Well, different people say different things. And when I was writing Brain Power, I had to sort of go back and research how we know what we know and where, you know, whether there is still stuff that we don't. Um, and it's true. We know a heck of a lot about the brain. We know quite a bit about how it works, how it's put together, how it does what it does. But there's still so much that we don't know yet. Uh, could, I, could I quantify it? I'm not sure we can, because I think we're going to be learning stuff all the time. Um, but it is fascinating. It's one of the organs that has fascinated humans for centuries right from sort of ancient egyptian times when they didn't think that the brain was very important so they used to think that all your thoughts and your 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 mind came from your heart so they used to preserve the heart and suck the brain out through the back of your skull when you died and throw it away (laughs) so they didn't really think it was that important right through to now when we know brains are immensely important. And actually, even though a lot of our brains and nervous systems look similar and function in similar ways, there are, you know, lots of us, what makes us unique is our experiences, um, what we've been through, our memories, and also the way our brains work to some extent, because there are people out there whose brains work quite differently. For instance, autistic people or people who have dyslexia or ADHD, their brains work in a slightly different way, but they're still just as amazing as anybody else. And they have strengths and qualities that they can build on and and make them amazing. Now, I'm quite a creative thinker and some of my best mates are more logical thinkers. I'm good with words. They're good with numbers. Why can some people's brains work in such completely different ways when really they're the same organ. Yeah. So it's all down to how your brain is wired. So they all look the same. They all contain the same sorts of cells and the same sorts of structures. And they generally work in a similar way, but it's your experiences that mold you. And um, to some extent it's your genetics, what you're born with to some extent is how, uh, how you grow up and what you experience and learn when you're growing up. Um, And you're right. Some people are naturally, I suppose, geared towards a certain kind of learning or certain kind of thinking. We talk in the book about different kinds of intelligence, as it were. So intelligence isn't just about book work. It isn't just about recalling facts and figures and being good at maths and stuff like that. There's loads of different kinds of intelligence. And that shows us that brains work in different ways and we are good, naturally good at different things. So there are some people who are musically intelligent. So their brains are naturally wired to be better at musical things. There are people who are movement intelligent. So they're dancers and choreographers. There's people uh, who are naturally gifted in terms of dealing with others, interpersonal intelligence. There's all sorts of, there's logistical, mathematical intelligence, the one you're talking about. Um, There's all sorts of different kinds of intelligence. And one person can have more than one, but it's about finding 
what your type of intelligence is. It's about finding how your brain works and using that to your advantage. What do you mean wired differently? Is, is it just like really the cells in our brain, the way that they connect uh, do different yeah. things? Yeah. So um, information in our brains is carried in by cells, but in the form of electricity. Don't go plugging yourself into the, the wall socket. That's not a good idea. It's a different kind of electricity carried in a different way. Um, but these cells all make connections and that's how they work. That's how our brains work. They form connections with each other. Um, and those connections are adaptable. They change. They can change over time. So as you grow, your brain is growing and making connections all the time, depending on what you're experiencing and what you're learning and what you're going through. Um, but to some extent, those connections can change over time as well. That's what we call plasticity. Um, and that's what the that's what I mean by wiring. It's different kinds of connections made in different kinds of ways. What about the not the negatives of the way we think, but but when it doesn't feel so good? So maybe you've had a bit of bad news, or you've had a bad day, or you know you've got heartache or something like that, or you're really nervous and anxious, and you feel that all over your body, like you get butterflies in your stomach when you're worried and that's going on from what's happening in your brain. How is everything connected like that? Yeah. Um, so your brain and your body are intertwined in loads. Your nervous system isn't just your brain. It runs throughout your body, runs down your spinal cord, through your peripheral nerves, out to right down to your fingertips and the tips of your toes. Your brain and your body are intricately linked. And whilst your nervous system senses what's going on around you. So it's taking in information from your body. So what you touch, what you smell, what you hear, what you feel. It also, that, that, that sort of, that messaging is reciprocal. It goes in the other direction as well. So sometimes you can make yourself feel something because you're experiencing a particular emotion. So butterflies, for instance, and when you're nervous, you might feel sick. You know, it's because your brain and your body are intricately linked. Uh, when you're anxious, your heart beats faster. And some people, you know, rapid breathing and stuff. We talk about anxiety in the book and how anxiety, for instance, is felt not just in your head. It's not just felt as a psychological thing. It's also felt in your body sometimes as well. It's a physical manifestation. And that's all to do with how intricately your brain and your body are linked. You can't separate the two of them. You can't separate your thoughts and your feelings from sometimes what is going on in your body. Now, if I want my muscles to get stronger uh, or if I want to get fitter, I'll go out for a run. Maybe I'll, I'll do some strong lifting with weights, things like that. That's exercise for the body. What exercise can we do for the mind? So maybe those butterflies, the anxiety it becomes easier to deal with. We're, we're better at being ready for them. Absolutely. It's practice, practice, practice. That's what it is. So when you're trying to build on anything, it's like, like we all know, when you want to get good at something, you do it over and over again and you strengthen those connections that your brain cells are making so they get better and faster and quicker at it. Exercising your body is hugely important because it makes you fitter, makes you healthier, makes you feel better. But it also is good for your brain and your mind as well. But there are specific exercises for your brain that you should do. So try and keep your brain as active as possible. So do lots of different kinds of activities. It's not just about reading and book work, but it's doing maths puzzles, doing jigsaw puzzles, doing crosswords, doing creative things, being artistic. 
is really, really good for your brain. Being sociable, a lot of people don't realize it's being nice, being kind, being sociable, doesn't just make you feel good about yourself, but it's actually really good for your mental well-being. Giving yourself a break sometimes. So doing things like relaxation exercises or mindfulness that a lot of people will be aware of and may, may even have done at school. You know, giving your brain a break is really, really important as well. And one big thing that a lot of people forget about that is hugely important, we spend a third of our lives doing it, is sleep. Sleep is vitally important, not just for your body, but for your brain. It is when our brains recover. It is when our brains replenish and get ready for the next day. And it's when our brains sort information out and tidy themselves up. I'm in love with those stories and those sci-fi movies where someone finds out that they were only using 10% of their brain power and then they get a full 100 and they can control everything and they can fly. Is there, is there any truth to that or are we pretty much using the full lot? Uh, Yeah, there's not really much truth. (laughs) So the the whole concept of we only use 10% of our brain comes from that there's a lot of redundancy in our brains. It's not that at any one time we are using a lot of our brain, if not most of our brain, but we've got lots of backup there just in case. So if something goes wrong, if we injure a part of our brain, for instance, or hurt a part of it, then another part can take over. And that's what it's all about. It's not that we aren't using abilities we don't know we have. It's just that we have a lot of spare parts there just in case anything goes wrong. And if you do scans like functional MRI scans, they're called, you can look and see which parts of the brain are active at any particular time, whether you're doing something like a particular activity. And you can see that actually we use a lot of our brains most of the time. Amazing. Well, the answers to loads more questions, just like those uh, loads of mind bending facts in the brand new book, Brain Power. Dr. Ranch, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. See, now I just already, even just after hearing Dr. Ranj's lovely words for just a little bit, I already feel like I understand the world a little bit better. (laughs) You see, I had, what, 10 minutes to chat to him? I mean, imagine how many questions I could have. I I have a lot of questions about things that don't matter, like, I don't know, like the game of badminton. I could spend a lot of time (laughs) talking about that. Uh, But talking about a brain? I mean, I could have sat there for one whole day, 24 hours straight, just asking him question after question about how the grey matter works. So I'm I'm just amazing that I got any time with him to chat about that new book, Brain Power. It's excellent stuff. So I hope you enjoyed that and I hope you all now understand your brain a little bit more. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Sean. And we will be back on on Fun Kids Meet with more excellent and interesting people next week. See you later. Bye. Thirteen-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist, and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones.